Welcome to Cybersecurity Business. I'm your host, Kevin Pouchet, COO of K-Logics. In our podcast, we interview CISOs, CIOs, and other security leaders to hear their advice about the business of information security. This podcast gives our listeners actionable takeaways to help them increase the effectiveness of their security program and help elevate their careers. Today, I'm joined by Dr. David Reese, the CIO of Hackensack Meridian Health. Welcome, David. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me. So I've had the pleasure of knowing you for maybe eight years now, starting when you were uh, CISO of Leahy Health, transitioning up to CIO of Leahy Health, to now the EVP and CIO of Hackensack Meridian Health. So to give our listeners some background, Hackensack is New Jersey's largest healthcare provider with 13 hospitals, physician practices, more than 120 ambulance care centers, surgery centers, home health services, long-term care and assisted living communities, ambulance services, life-saving air medical transportation, fitness and wellness centers, rehab centers, and urgent care and after-hour centers. Right. So, wow, you must have a lot of spare time on your hands. <laughs> Plenty, and I'm happy to report that we're up to 17 from 13 hospitals. And, I, and I, I've got to think your organization under IT has five, 600 people? It does. It has yeah. um, over, well over 500 team members, as we, as, we, as we call them, and another 150 to 200 contractors. So we're, we're about 700 people strong. Wow. Okay. Well, that being said, we want to talk today uh, to learn more about your transition from CISO to CIO and also get a glimpse in the life of one of the busiest CIOs out there. So let's kick it off and talk about that transition. You know, I personally have a large network of CISOs, and seeing them go from CISO to CIO is it's not very common. So I think many of our listeners would love to hear, how did you do it? How did you make that transition, and what advice would you give to other CISOs that want to take that same track? I think it was the classic description of uh, preparation met opportunity. And I just kind of leaned in and, and kept going. And it, it's funny because I think I've obviously thought about this quite a bit. It's definitely not a straight path to for my career journey, uh, even into security, much less into a CIO role. And so I think what, what really helped me make that transition or kind of take that career arc was early in my career, I was ahead of a relatively small IT department for a credit union and so it was interesting for me there to see all aspects of IT and then I pivoted into security mm-hmm. but never lost sight of that full breadth of what IT was mm. what IT as a service delivery is um, what applications mean what networking means and what customer service means and so even while I was focused on security I, I like to think I was looking at security differently than the traditional path, which is security out. I was looking at it more from the end user in. Mm. And I think that really uniquely at the time, I'm not saying that's unique today, but at Mm. the time uniquely positioned me in the security space and afforded me opportunities that um, would have otherwise not been available. Mm. And one of those is when I went to Lakey Health to be the, the CISO there, I quickly became involved in the biggest enterprise project the organization I had ever done, which for them right. was the rollout of their electronic health record. Mm. So you got to ask yourself, how does the security person find their way into a meaningful compartment uh, right. within the EHR rollout? 
And that's where I say the opportunity and preparation mm. met and I took advantage of it. At that time, I had already been thinking about what's my next career move. Okay. And looking for those, and they're brief, right? They are glimmers. They just, they flash, and if you don't grab them, they go away. Opportunity to say, how do I take that next step in my career? And this epic thing came up, and there was a very narrow window around budgeting. Mm. And I ran into it. And I just ran right into the budgeting. It was something I was pretty good at, had a lot of experience with. And budgeting for the big project then led to oversight of components and just mm -hmm. more and more and more responsibility over time around Epic. Fast forward at the end of the electronic health rollout and all of a sudden I'm the chief information officer mm -hmm. of the health system. You're the chief information officer of one and then it's easy to get the next one and that's how I wound up at Hackensack Meridian Health. So let's talk about your business acumen, right? Yeah. So you've had an MBA for a while. Yeah. You went, got your PhD in information systems, and then you took it a step further, right? Went to Kellogg School of Management um, and got uh, a degree in innovation, right. right? Right. So what role does that play, and is that something you would recommend more CISOs take advantage of? It is. I mean, you know, I, I, it is. And in fact, you, the one thing, and my wife actually pointed this out to me today, was all of that true, my undergrads in organizational dynamics. Mm. So it wasn't until my PhD that I actually really kind of focused on an IT degree. Okay. And then quickly went back and kind of looked at the innovation space with Kellogg. So I think it's, we know what we know about technology. So we don't need more education in technology. We need more education in the things outside of technology that are meaningful to the, to the business or to the organization or enterprise that you work for. And so, you know, the work dynamics degree was, is foundational. In fact, I was just talking to people yesterday about disk profiles what it mm. used to be Myers-Briggs. And so <laughs> you know, we focus on that quite a bit, um, the, the people aspect, because um, I think now technology is really more about, it's a human capital intellectual property race mm -hmm. more than it is about this bit or that bite. And so, you know, the, the, the business acumen has definitely um, paid off way more than I ever thought it might. I don't think it's necessarily the MBA. Okay. I think it's kind of everything else. And, you know, as a hiring manager now, I see a lot of MBA applicants. And I don't always know that I, it, it has the intended effect. Hmm. So I, w I would challenge um, people as they manage through their career to say, what's the thing that differentiates me? And at one point, that was an MBA. Hmm. It's not now. Right. And so maybe things like education and leadership or innovation or accounting real differentiators that show a specific and high degree of competency in a skill set that's important to organizations. Okay. And so I think education plays a huge role in that. Certifications play a significant role in that. But I would challenge people to think more thoughtfully about not just taking the same path that everyone else does, but really say, how do I differentiate myself from the pack? Okay. So I mentioned before, um, you've got to be one of the busiest CIOs out there. What does an average day look like for you? <laughs> um, I think the fact there, I think there is no average day. Okay. But I think that no, no is, typical. Right. There's no typical day. Every day is it's unique event. I but I take your point. It starts, I, somewhere between three a.m. and five a.m. <laughs> um, depending on what phase we're in. And it ends somewhere well past nine. 
and it's funny i it's very rarely when i say my day start and end mm-hmm. it's very rarely i'm actually touching a computer at this point okay it's it's far more phone calls it's more work with a mobile device just to kind of mm-hmm. know, get text messaging out or something like that it's very you know, people who work with me will know it's very little email right um, cuz you just you just can't keep up with the flow of email so that just becomes another source of it's out there and i have to kind of watch it but if you're trying to communicate with me through email that's not going to work out so how do you find a balance with youth at this stage it's hard? very hard okay it, it's very very hard and it, it is more and i think this is the another thought in, as a transition from security to to uh, cio mm-hmm. in this role it's far not it's far more far more important to be the force multiplier it's not what you can do it's what you can get dozens and hundreds of other people to do mm. and i think that's why the days are longer the conversations are more intense and more focused because i'm talking with many many people pushing a number of fronts rather than focused on a limited range of topics so in this crazy 18 hour day that you yeah. put in you know how, how much of that is focused on uh, information security. It's, it's it's woven in basically every conversation we have. Huh, interesting. And, and that's that's what's I think also really interesting to hear. You know, from a CIO standpoint, is it's the fir- the first thing the board asks about is security. The first thing um, majority of the executive leaders talk about is access or security. It's one or the other. I, I need to be able to get to something or I need to make sure that something I'm getting to is secure. And then all the projects we're running, all the budgeting we're talking about, security is mm. woven across all of them. So it's it's vital. So so you I know you meet with the board regularly. Clearly you have a cadence. Right. So does that mean you're the one who is briefing the board on these security topics or do you need to bring one of your security leaders into that? So where we are in the evolution of our maturation, yeah. I am where we need to be is the our chief information security officer is, is giving that update to the various board committees. Okay. Um, so for as long as I've known you, you've been an innovator. Um, you know, you've been an innovator that likes to take not just technology, but people in process to help, right, advance the organization. Mm-hmm. So talk about some of the things that you're doing here that are innovative. And, you know, I know specifically you're doing a lot with Google and maybe you can even weave in um, what, where security plays into that strategy. Sure, that'd be great. Strategy. Yeah, we're at Hackensack Meridian Health, we're actually at an interesting phase. You know, we've become this largest, most integrated health system in New Jersey through the coming together of several very large organizations. And so that means that there's a lot of technology that comes with them mm-hmm. and data centers that come with them. and. Um, the clouds become, you know, a euphemism for a lot of things, but for us, it's it's quite meaningful. And so, from an innovation standpoint, what we're looking at doing, and by looking, I mean actively planning on it. And I think this is relatively rare to go from aspiration to operation. We're, and we're talking about operation here, not our aspiration. Mm-hmm. Is to is to use Google in particular, and there's a couple of other services as well, to truly reduce not just the footprint of our data centers, but to be able to decommission data centers hmm. and turn that space back to the organization um, for other administrative and clinical use. And M- Google Cloud plays a huge role in that. To some degree, Microsoft's Azure Cloud plays a, a role in that as well. And um, Oracle's Cloud, too. And so what's uniquely 
exciting for me about the topics that we're talking about is it's that rare time when you can truly give space back mm. in an organization and move it to a cloud environment where it's it's far more accessible um, and, and far more secure. And by that, just a vignette on what I mean by more secure, the things that we're doing with Google in terms of uh, collaboration, office productivity, uh, server hosting, there's more just within Google Cloud, there are more security-focused Googlers than exists in the Hack and Sacramento Health IT department. And as I mentioned, all in, we're, we're 700 people, which is a big IT department. Mm. So that means there's a lot of people at Google focused very intently on security. And that is one of the things that, in my prior organization at Lady Health, gave the board comfort. And as we started talking about doing more with Google here at Hack and Sacramento Health, gave the board a lot of comfort is, you know, it's not just lip service. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people at Google that are focused on securing their cloud. Interesting, because I don't think most people think of Google as that company. Right. I I, I, I think you're right, and I didn't when I first mm. started talking with them. Right. And when they do the kind of like an introduction to Google Cloud, security is a significant component of the daily briefing. Mm. So if you're going through your Google day and you're getting updates from Google on all the things that they offer in Google Cloud, there's actual a call out for security, and they, they, they focus pretty intently on it. And they have, you know, I'm, sh I'm sure Amazon and, and Microsoft as well. I've just I've heard the Google discussion. They have an amazing story, not only in terms of digital certificates and encryption, but how they lay their own fiber, how they're their own network provider, how they white label and build their own servers, and how they have developed their own operating systems. Like they very obviously have a purposeful thought about security. And are pretty are pretty focused on weaving that through all of their products um, in a, in a highly integrated way. Hmm. Interesting. So, last kind of topic I, I'd like to discuss with you is if you look at your crystal ball into the future, you know how is the CIO role transforming, and how is the CISO role? transforming and then I have a follow-up question after okay. that yeah so the CISO role let's start with that one first yeah. how that's transforming um, I think it's transforming it, and it needs to transform from a position of narrow focus on in securing and managing risk around assets to enabling organizational outcomes so and you know we, we all hear this joke but I, it's true like not being the department of no being the department mm. of yes you know I, I Let's not focus on the tools and technology. Let's focus on outcomes. Mm -hmm. And then security can be the great enabler to help the organization achieve those outcomes. I think that's a pretty significant difference from the way um, security training is delivered, the security body of knowledge are developed, and in some cases practitioners still work, but we really need to get to using security as an enabler, not as a way to say no. So I think that's a significant change mm -hmm. um, in the way that the security officer will is evolving and then from a CIO position you know that it's interesting mm. like I said I, I very rarely touch a computer and I, I focus mm. more on budgets and spreadsheets and PowerPoints than, than technology mm -hmm. um, even though I I could do the technology piece but that's what I have great leaders for and that's what we have great subject matter experts for and every moment I spend doing their job mm -hmm. it inhibits their career growth um, and Likely, I'm doing it at a level of sophistication lower than what that subject matter expert would be. So it may, you know, it, it may be indulging my my interests, but it's not in the best interest of the organization. So I think you know the CIO role now is really 
kind of focusing on making sure we have the right people in place. Mm -hmm. And that we talked briefly before about that relentless focus on talent management and um, continuing to kind of re-recruit the people that are in your organization and recruiting new talent to the organization. That's a big focus of mine. Budget management is a massive focus, making sure that we have the right resources to deliver on the needs of the organization. And kind of future forward, what are the things that, you know, looking at what are the technologies that are coming to bear um, that we can take advantage of now to help maintain and enhance our competitive advantage. And so I think that's, it's, it's very different than, you know, when you're a, a network analyst or a database administrator thinking about what's the CIO's day like. Mm -hmm. It is, it, I, I assure you, it's a very different day than, than you might think just just in how little technology you touch in these roles. Right. So one more thing I want your perspective on. There's a debate in the um, in the in the CISO world right now about who the CISO should report to in the future. And I think you have a really unique perspective because you're the CIO, but you have that background. Do you think the CISO should continue to report to the CIO or should the CISO be taken out from under IT? I think it depends on the organization. Mm -hmm. And I understand the argument of why it should report to compliance or internal audit or the general counsel's office right? Um, and, and, and not to IT. I think that's true if one looks at security from a, a compliance standpoint or a regulatory standpoint or a how do I manage risk standpoint. I, I, I appreciate the argument. When, however, you look at security from a how do I help the organization achieve its business outcomes and its aspirations, in my view, the security officer position is, is only then capable of meeting that goal mm -hmm. inside the IT department, where it can work closely um, with all the technologists that exist throughout the department and, and drive to yeses and drive to outcomes. Um, getting to yes rather than checking boxes and looking at you know, security as a compliance matter, I think you know, I, I, I don't think I'm unique in this view, but I'm passionate in this view that to be secure, you don't think just about compliance, right? So compliance doesn't necessarily mean secure, but by definition, secure means compliant. Right. And so for that purpose, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty steadfast in my belief that the security officer position should report into IT. Okay, great. Well, I think we've hit our time limit, and you're clearly a busy guy. Um, you've given our listeners a wealth of information to absorb and digest. So I want to thank you again, Dr. Reese, for joining us. As always, you can hear this and all of our podcasts at kologicsecurity.com forward slash podcast. Thanks, David. Thanks, Kevin.